Good morning for Tuesday, September 13, 2016. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Penchant for privacy harmed Clinton. Trump rushes to make rival play defense. And sugar backers paid to shift the blame to fat. In today's national headlines, watching and wincing as Clinton stumbles. Fretful pregnancies as Zika results lag in Florida. And arson suspected at mosque Orlando gunmen attended. In today's business headlines, the Dow was up 249 yesterday. Fed official favors prudence in raising rates. Saudi bid on Houston refinery is a strategic bet. And E-Trade names a new CEO in management shakeup. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Pension for Privacy Harmed Clinton. Written by Amy Chozik and Patrick Healy. Shortly after receiving a diagnosis of pneumonia on Friday, Hillary Clinton decided to limit the information to her family members and close aides, certain that the illness was not a crucial issue for voters and that it might be twisted and exploited by her opponents, several advisors and allies said on Monday. To those she did inform, Clinton was emphatic. She intended to press on with her campaign schedule, she said. Her confidants concluded that she did not want to be challenged over her preference to keep the pneumonia private and continue working. Clinton's inner circle was mindful of both her guardedness and her expectation of loyalty once her mind is made up, and she was optimistic that she could recuperate over the weekend when she had only two brief events on her schedule, said the advisors and allies who insisted on anonymity to disclose private conversations. But Clinton's penchant for privacy backfired. On Monday, her campaign scrambled to reassure voters about her health, a day after she grew visibly weak and was filmed being helped into a van, unsettling images that circulated widely and led her aides to disclose the pneumonia diagnosis two days after the fact. Clinton's aides acknowledged that they should have been more forthcoming and said she would release more details about her physical fitness and medical history this week a concession to the political pressure that she's now under because she chose not to disclose her diagnosis sooner. But the manner in which Clinton's illness became public has also revived concerns among supporters and criticism among her detractors about her seemingly reflexive tendency to hunker down when she senses a possible threat. Her desire for tight control over personal information deepened during the partisan wars of the 1990s influenced her use of a private email server as Secretary of State, and now threatens to make her look, again, as though she has something to hide. The new onslaught of questions about her physical fitness and medical records has been deeply frustrating to Clinton and her team, who have sought to highlight the disparity between her and her Republican opponent Donald Trump over issues of transparency. Clinton has released her tax returns while Trump has not. She has provided exhaustive details about her policy proposals while he has not, and she released considerably more medical information last year in a letter from her physician, Dr. Lisa Bardak, than Trump did in his own doctor's letter, which contained little more than over-the-top boasts about Trump's strength and stamina. Yet, as much as they want the pressure to be on Trump, 
Clinton and her advisors are now on the defensive about her medical condition. Clinton does not plan to return to the campaign trail until Thursday at the earliest, advisors said, and it is unclear how she and her doctor will respond to interview requests about her health.